By the way, just speaking of um, notes from our listeners uh, about large sums of money, I do recall not that long ago we had a listener call into Terry and he said he had found $800, bills in the old house that his mother and father used to live in. It was in a floorboard in a safe and they were in mint condition, some of them still in the original paper slips that the money came in. And a couple of you have said, whatever happened to that guy? Uh, Terry gave him some advice. Did he ever call back? Hey, if you're that guy, 312-981-7200, we'd love to hear from you again. Terry, we haven't heard from him in a few weeks, and I hope he took yes. your advice. For sure. Um, I, I looked up that, that website, Old Money, whatever, whatever Old Money something. Yeah. Anyway, um, those, they could be worth three to five to ten times as much as the, the cat face value, given that. I just hope he went to someone reputable. Um, I would have pointed him there. It's, well, it's, it's, yeah, and everything is not as you see it. Well, and my advice to him was, we'll run to the bank and deposit it right now. Oh, God, and I yelled, no, John, no. You throttled me. Uh, what other advice do you have for people who don't have $800,000 these days? Well, I have some advice for you, but I was intrigued because I heard I got on the line when you were teasing that about the lottery. Yeah. I frankly hadn't even noticed this true savage truth but now i noticed my goodness gracious it's going to be nearly a billion dollars again yeah you said what advice would you have i say you listen you get it take it any way you want it but i actually think that that that's a decision it's an interesting decision number one it depends on your age um you don't want to be taking the you you would in 90% of the cases, I think you'd want to take the cash, even because of the discount. Because we don't know what inflation will be, what the future value of the money will be, what tax rates will be in the future, and so forth. So my general advice would be to take it. Particularly if you're older, you um, the balance of it, would be if you're taking it out over time, would be paid to your estate, and that could cause huge estate problems. But more important than which option you would take is who actually should get that money do you want to create something like a family partnership yeah to spread not only the money that you would probably be generous with anyway i mean what what are you doing with an extra billion dollars or even 483.5 million which is the cash option Mm -hmm. so probably the first thing you're going to do is call a very good attorney and a cpa to help you make the decision of whose names should be on the ticket until you go in and cash it in it could be the smith family partnership it could be you and your spouse but right. while you're both in your 70s maybe you want to do something with your children or create a trust for your grandchildren so there are a lot of different things the first thing is an accountant and an attorney before you make that decision our guest he's an attorney and he's worked with a lot of <clears throat> clients who got burned after having won a lot of money oh, all the problems that stories. came up And he said that if nothing else, you know, if it's a small amount of money, say $50,000 a year for 20 years, uh, you might want to just take the lump sum. It's not going to it's not going to ruin your life. But if you have a billion dollars, now you've got 400 million. Everybody's bugging you. And he said that if you spread it out over 20 years, you're still going to get tens of millions of dollars a year. So you can't screw it up because you won't have access to it all. But you'll have enough money to do whatever you want anyway. And That's the and, psychological aspect. Well, You're right. it was the social rather than the financial that maybe he was thinking about. I was asked to speak to, and this is a number of years ago, to an agent who was doing a program for a young football draftee. I mean, the ones that were being recruited and drafted 
by the NFL teams, I think it was. Yeah. And the first thing I said to them was to say when they got those signing bonuses, you tell them your lawyer says you can't spend one penny of that for one full year, but come up with an excuse, a reason, because you will have people coming out of the woodwork, um, your old friends, your old buddies, and with really sad stories about how much money they need. That's a big, big issue. He said that more right. than he said that more than half of the people that win on the lottery go broke in five years, like NBA players. I remember doing a story about that, and it's so sad and so unnecessary. But you know, you if you if you plopped, I don't know. Do you play golf, John? If someone plopped you down into the into the PGA golf tournament, yeah. I mean, you'd be duffing them all over. You you need to play right. in the league right. where you right yeah, or get some or play with a pro and let do the best ball it'll always be the pro's ball not yours you've got money tips for people in the new year and maybe you've got a question for Terry as well 312-981-7200 you can call or text right now lots of calls and texts for you Terry Savage but give me a few of your tips for the new year open the mail that's my first tip guess what's coming two things first the credit card bills and second, the year-end statements from your brokerage accounts, your mutual funds, your IRAs. Don't be afraid to look. Um, I can come back and talk about credit card and what to do with them. Uh, but the most important thing for those of you who will take an RMD this year, and by the way, if you're turning 72 this year in 2023, you do not have to take an RMD you will take one next year because a new law went into effect. If you've already started taking them, you have to keep taking them. Anybody younger can wait till 73 to take that required minimum distribution from your IRA. And just the point about opening the mail, some people have two or three IRAs. The year-end statement, whether it's money in a CD at a bank or plus another one with an account at Schwab and another one with an account at Fidelity, you keep those year-end valuations. Add them up. That's your total number on which you will base the RMD if you're required to take it this year. And if you want to know what that is, just go online and Google RMD distribution. It's a very simple chart. It's based on your age and the total amount of your assets. So you could learn... As soon as you get your statement, when your total account is $482,000 and you're 76 years old, you'll know how much you have to take out this year. You could take it out, you know, 4000 a month, uh, every quarter, whatever you want to do. Just make sure they withhold taxes from the money that you take for your RMD or you get a big surprise next year. I got some questions for you from our listeners. You ready? Okay, let's do it. If I put $10,000 in an I-bond in 2022, can I put another 10000 in in 2023? Yes. Can you ask Terry, what is a good percentage of your paycheck to contribute to your 401k when the company is doing a 4% match? We're already doing 8%. The company's doing 4 The more you can put away, the better. It's a tax deduction. It's growing tax deferred. It's good that your company's matching that much. Everybody who isn't getting the match, call your HR department and say, am I contributing enough to get the full company match? Believe me, if you don't see it, you won't spend it, you won't miss it. It's like taxes taken out of your paycheck. But there are so some the formulas out it, there. The better. But, but some people have formulas like, here's, how, here's the formula to how much house you can afford. Here's the formula to how much <laughs> you need to retire. Is there a formula per se about how much you should... If you're no, smart, no. there isn't one, but I've never heard anyone complain about retiring with too much money. 
And, and, and the easiest way to save and grow your money over the long run is if you have a company 401k plan. You get the tax deduction, so you're only, if you're in the 30% bracket, at least 30% of the money would have gone to the government anyway. All right, Terry, so, I want you to be as specific as you can on this one. You ready? Okay. Just received a year-end bonus. Mm-hmm. What or where should we invest? Oh, sure. If, if I was sitting in the same room with you, which I'm not today. You would slap me. That's why I, would, I said I, would I want you to be as specific you. as you specific. can. Because I'll give specific advice, and I don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, I don't know who you are, how old you are, how much savings that. you are, whether you have children or grandchildren. And so your year-end bonus, number one, pay off all credit card debt. There you go. That's number one. That's Good. the biggest thing that's going to stop you. Number two, make sure that if you haven't contributed enough last year to get the full max or the, the maximum you're allowed in your 401k plan, take that money and spend and save it in a money market account and then keep deducting enough from your paychecks to max out your 401k, okay, so that you, you can't You've got this. You're going to pay taxes on it. Um, and then if you're retired, well, you're working. So you're, you're working. See, now we know something you about this person. You have to build person. up. We know something. Um, do you have child college for children? 529 plan. If you're in Illinois, brightstart.com. If you, um, let me just think about what else okay, you can do. General, I mean, you can what always you open a mutual fund what, account. Well, that's it. Why not put it in securities now? Get it in equities. Equities because. Um, well, the, because he the, or she may have a huge 401k account loaded up with stocks and this might be a chance to take the money and either put it in a money market account put it in treasury bills earning four and three quarters percent have a cash cushion maybe it's the time to uh, keep it liquid so that if you were at the stage in life where you were dreaming of that vacation condo we're going the housing market is falling apart in slow motion not as much as the fed would like but there may be an opportunity if you have cash to buy bargains. It just depends on where, you, you know, w- what your goals are. How about this one? Hello, Terry. Here's my question. I was approved for a zero percent interest credit card through my credit union. I opened it. Uh, I opened and then closed it within a half an hour. Is that really going to hit my credit score? After I looked up the third party handling the card, there were so many bad reviews. E-L-A-N. Elan was the card holder through Visa. I don't, I, I'm not familiar with that, but it's not going to hit your... Don't worry about it. That's not going to impact your score. Well, it's good for your credit score if you open up a credit card, <clears throat> right? No, well, it depends on how many, how many cards you have outstanding, how much you've got charged on them, how much you're rolling over. So you, uh, the first rule is you always want to keep your longest held card, and that's even if you're not using it. Oh, really? Because you don't like it, it's worth paying the $100 a year fee for it because that impacts your score a lot. The length of credit's nothing you can do anything about. But if you have other ones that are more recent and you've just decided to get your house in order, you can cancel those and say that they should be canceled at the request of the holder. 608 says, thanks for bringing Terry Savage to my radio. 40-year WGN <laughs> listener, happy new year. Don't we all agree? And 630 says, can I change my paper I-bonds to electronic bonds? Yes, you can. It's complicated. Um, uh, go to treasurydirect.gov and put in paper I-bonds. Are you there? I'm there. I'm wondering if you're <clears throat> there. Oh, no, I'm here. I'm sorry. I got a frog in my throat. That's okay. You sound fine. That's um, so. But go to treasurydirect.gov and put in paper 
bonds and they will show you how to send them in and get them exchanged for electronic bonds. How about this? Good afternoon, Terry and John. Quick question. I'm 62. I have a Roth IRA account. Can I withdraw from that account and invest in treasury bills without paying a penalty? Have you held the account for more than five years? You can, but I'm not quite sure why you would do that. You would be exchanging tax-deferred growth. Maybe if you have That's enough cash in your, your IRA, it's the move it over. Yeah. Well, well, move it over to a place like Schwab or Fidelity or Vanguard as your custodian, and they will allow you to buy Treasury bills in your IRA. That you can't buy them directly through Treasury Direct, but they will buy them for you. If you have an IRA held in custodianship by a place like Fidelity, Schwab, or Vanguard. You've got a question for Terry Savage. A lot of you do. 312-981-7200. I'll read more of your texts. I've also got an open phone line. Terry Savage, the syndicated financial columnist, our Wednesday guest for the full hour. So we get a chance to ask a lot of questions from our listeners. I'm reading text messages. I have a bank of phone calls to Terry. Anything you want to do before we get no, going? you're in charge. <laughs> Says who? Since well, when? I'm not in the room. If I were there, I might nudge you a little. <laughs> right, let's go to Rhonda. You're on WGN with Terry. Rhonda, how can we help you? Yeah, hey, little little bit of a morbid subject, but yet important and part of life. So, Terry, I need to get your advice um, about prepaid funeral plans. I, we, my husband and I are in our mid-60s, reasonably, reasonably good health. Um, prepaid funeral plans, and then also cemetery plots. We're both from originally from different parts of the state. We have relatives scattered. I mean, how do people know where to get their cemetery plot and what happens if you need to change? I mean, just any advice you can give about this topic. Well, that's an interesting way to start the new year. Um, I think it's wise if you, ha you know, it's one thing if you have a lot of family. It's a, an issue that never comes up because grandpa bought the plot and there's still five spots available for you and your kids and so forth. But People who make plans in advance save others the anxiety. The first thing, is, of course, is I hope you have an estate plan like a revocable living trust. That's the first thing. Because the cemetery deed and the funeral plan is the least of your worries if you haven't done that. For all of you who are, who are thinking, this is a year I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that revocable living trust. Do I do a will or a revocable living trust? On the front page at terrysavage.com, on the right, under the box, it says financial links. Uh, there, I have a video. I actually did a, a thing for Aetna Life Insurance for their uh, financial pages. And so they gave it to me to put up. It's everything you need to know about wills and trusts. And you should do that now. So that's the first thing. I know it doesn't answer your question. You can go, if you think you're going to be living here, that's the real question is, where do you think you're going to be living in 20 years, which is your life expectancy at least? If you're going to move to Florida, then you don't want to take the time and money to um, to buy a cemetery plot here. I guess it's you... also an issue of using dollars today versus dollars 20, 30 years from now, um, given it's what you can get for your plan. money. Yeah, Yeah. well, the thing is, um, I, I've never been in favor of prepaid funerals. You just don't know what what's going to happen down the road. You should have enough savings that your heirs are instructed in the terms of your revocable living trust or your will about what you want done for your funeral. And that'll be paid for out of your estate and your successor trustee of your trust or your executor can make those decisions. I mean, I, that's really the cart before the horse. 
So I was going to turn around and ask you, did you, do you have an estate plan? We have an old will from when yeah. our kids were babies. Like, so yeah, I yeah, was yeah. always under the impression that unless you have, I mean, we're middle class, but I was always under the impression that unless you have a lot of money, you're, it's really not that important. Um, but apparently you're wrong. saying it is. Okay, okay. Do you have any children? Grown children? Two adult children. Two oh adult my goodness. children, yeah. You're giving them the biggest pain in the neck and expense and everything. Go watch the video on terrysavage.com. Terry talks about wills and trusts, and you will, uh, you'll have 25 minutes of me explaining what you need, why you need it, and how to find it. Good luck, Rhonda, and thanks for the call. And this is Deb. You're on WGN. Deb, what can we do for you? Yes, um, I have a, a senior who's has a home that's fully paid for. She only has two heirs, two sons. And we're wondering if a transfer on death document on the title of the home will avoid probate. Well, it might, it, it'll have, it, I don't think, I'm not sure if that exactly avoids probate. It might make it easier. Um, I think that you need to talk to an estate planning attorney. Does she have any other assets, bank account or anything? Bank where she has a, a pay on death uh, listed okay. on there. She owns one, if, a car and others. Okay. You can, you see, it gets a little bit complicated when you have more stuff. First thing is she does not want to sell the house, which is a good idea because she probably has a cost basis that's very low. And um, she can leave that to her children. But I would still recommend consulting an estate planning attorney because there might be more than you know. And besides that, she needs a health care power of attorney. That's something you don't need an estate planning attorney for. You can download that. She needs a living will. And be worth the time and a little bit of money, I think, to make sure you do it right. Because I always say when you, know, you do these do-it-yourself things, by the time you figured out, they figured out you've made a mistake, you won't be around to fix it. Good luck to you on that. By the way, Peck Ritchie, R-I-T-C-H-E-Y, PeckRitchie.com is a good website for that. That's, I, I, Carrie Peck, I, I send more people there now. There's, there are, you can search for lawyers, estate planning lawyers at lawyers.com. But I send everybody just to Carrie Peck at Peck Ritchie because he's got a great team. And you don't need his great genius for this elderly right. woman's issue. Right. But he's got a great team of young lawyers, and you know they're all really smart, and you'll and get the right advice. if you did get into a fight with your siblings over mom and dad's estate and the money and who's in and yeah. who's out, um, in and out of the courtroom, Carrie's very good at that. Uh, okay, let's move on to uh, Anthony. You've got a, a couple of questions. What can we do for you, Anthony? You're on the air. Yeah, I have two eye-buying questions. One is I have... Uh, Yesterday, uh, three uh, Treasury Direct, at Treasury Direct, I-bombs that matured. I'm not 100% sure how to redeem the money. Uh, and secondly, uh, on a on a, uh, a new uh, additional I-bond, can I have a co-owner and beneficiary only? Can I have both? No, you can't have both. But let me back up. No I-bonds have matured. What do you mean? I'm sorry, you they're about? double E-bonds. They're double, double E-bonds, e bonds. Okay. All right, I just wanted to back up about that. Um, and they're in the Treasury Direct account? Yeah, but it's a little confusing because it kind of showed them, and then it shows something zero to 
you know, it, it, I'll tell it, you it what. Kind of, I'll tell yeah. you what. Here, how about I'll get you some sp- specific advice because I have great contacts at the Savings Bond Department. Send me an email to Terry at TerrySavage.com. Everybody else posts on my blog. You'll get an answer much faster than by email. But send me an email with your full name, the email address that's used on there, and write down your questions about um, about getting the money back from your double E bonds. Or do you want to reinvest it? Yeah, in I bonds. That's I think a question I'll let him answer or ask uh, answer. Put for that you. in there and let yeah, me yeah, know, yeah. and and Treasury will con and and your phone number on that email, and I'll have Treasury contact you. Anthony will help you that way. How about this, uh, Terry? I have a four hundred one k match to six percent, and now we're offered a Roth IRA. Is it worth it to invest in the Roth? Says Andy. Well, I assume the match applies to the whether you do it as a pre-tax traditional 401k contribution or an after-tax Roth contribution. Right. And I would if I were if you were in your 30s or 40s with a lot of time to make that money grow, I would definitely do half and half. The advantage to a Roth is that you pay the taxes now if your income is lower, then better to pay the taxes now when your rate is lower. Is that the general rule? No, we don't know. By the time, if you're in your 30s or 40s, you don't even know what the tax rates will be or how long you'll live. The idea is just to diversify your tax liability. You'll get a tax Mm -hmm. deduction now for the traditional contribution. That'll help you, and I'll put it all in there. And the other part of it that's the Roth, you won't get a tax deduction, but two things happen under the current laws anyway. It'll all grow tax-free, and you'll never have a required minimum distribution. So that's why you'd want some Roth and some 401k. It's 1244 now. We got just a little more time still with Terry Savage, 312-981-7200. You can call or text. Your chances are best if you call, but we'll read all the texts we can. We get a lot of those. 312-981-7200. We'll pick it up with Terry in a minute. Let's pick up another Business Minute on the Wintrust Business Lunch with Steve Grzanich. Start your timer. It's time for the Wintrust Business Minute, sharing Chicago's business news of the day. United Van Line says the number of people moving out of Illinois pushed the state to second among most moved from states in 2022. New Jersey came in first. The rating is based on the inbound and outbound moves with the company. Illinois had an outbound rate of nearly 64% and an inbound rate of about 36%. Springfield had the highest outbound rate at 73%. Chicago's rate was at 67%. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, Illinois population dropped 1.8% since 2020. Studies show retirement has been the main driver for people leaving Illinois. A third of those who moved out were 65 or older. Lifestyle changes because of the pandemic were also drivers of outbound moves. Regional leaders in the Chicago area are announcing a new partnership aimed at increasing economic development. Cranes reports elected officials from Chicago, Cook County, and DuPage County will unveil the Greater Chicago Economic Partnership. The initiative will have a three-year pilot period and get up to $3 million for a joint pitch about the region's global competitiveness. Part of the plan will include an expansion of World Business Chicago into suburban activity. I'm Steve Grzanich, and that's your Wintrust Business Minute. Business of food time. Here's Steve Alexander. Mm-hmm. And we're sponsored by the Chevy Silverado HD. Experience your life in HD. Visit ChevyDriveChicago.com. Great, great. 
white wine and rosé and every other variety are the concern of the Illinois Grape Growers and Vintners Alliance. We represent the interests of the industry, the people who grow the grapes and make the wine. Lisa Ellis is executive director of the group, which is lobbying members of the Illinois House to pass Senate Bill 1001 during this lame duck session. 1001 would lower the wine manufacturing license fee back to what it was before the pandemic. Our manufacturing fee was $750 and our members are paying $1250 now. And unfortunately, our fee was increased during the middle of the pandemic as I believe an inadvertent result of trying to do some other good things. We don't believe anybody intentionally set out to increase our fees. It was just unexpected result. Now, if you're wondering if this is really that big of a deal, because after all, most of the wine in the stores comes from California. Um, Actually, the wine industry in Illinois is surprisingly large. Our wineries produce more than 1 million gallons of wine. Um, We have over 160 licensed manufacturers more than 160 tasting rooms, and we're part of a huge and, we think, robust agritourism industry. And if you happen to be wondering where those 160 tasting rooms are and if there's one near you? We do have an interactive map on our website, which is IllinoisWine.com, that people could take a look at. (laughs) I'll bet there's a lot of interest because... We do know that Illinois is one of the largest consumers of alcohol in the United States. So we want to encourage people to continue to do that responsibly. But if we could get the slice of the pie that relates to Illinois products be a little bit bigger, it would just be good for all involved. And the tens of thousands of people involved in the Illinois wine industry are hoping that tomorrow at 10, a House committee will send Senate Bill 1001 to the floor for a full vote. You know what goes with wine? Spaghetti. And today, from the farm to your belly, is National Spaghetti Day. That's the business of food on 720 WGN. Terry Savage, terrysavage.com, the website for the syndicated financial columnist. Hey, Terry, what do you say to this? Um, One of our listeners said, I went to my Treasury Direct account. They asked for my Social Security number. Is that normal? I'm fearful I may not be in a secure location. No, that's not normal. You you have a an account number. It's a weird account number. You have a password system. So I don't think you were a Treasury Direct. I've never hit. I mean, if you've opened an account already, then you're never asked for your Social Security number again. When you do open it up, you'll have to provide that. Oh, yes, you must provide it when you do open your account and your bank account number. Hey, John, uh, Terry, I have a pension with the Carpenters Union. They told me that's better than a 401k. Is that true? On a 401k, do you have to draw on that until it's gone? With my pension, I draw on that until I kick the bucket. Your option, which is better? Yeah, well, this has been in the olden days, and now many unions, as a matter of fact. In fact, AFTRA, which I'm a member of, and I have a pension, believe it or not, after all those years. Um, A pension is called a a defined benefits plan, where you, it's usually typically negotiated with an employer, the union negotiates it with all the employers that hire their members, and there's a pension plan, it's insured up to certain levels, um, uh, and it's, it's a fixed check a month based on your earnings and your contributions into the plan. The, The drawback for that is, it's a fixed check a month. And as we talked about with inflation, if you have inflation at 7%, the spending power of that check is cut in half in 10 years. But a pension's a wonderful thing to have. In addition, 
you may or may not have a company 401k plan. If you don't have a 401k plan, which is defined contribution plan, you put money in and whatever you get out comes as a basis of what you put in and how you invested it. The pension trustees invest the pension money and they've got a long, huge account, a lot of experience, people retiring, but people coming in to join the union. So those are very stable things. Your 401k at work, or if you don't have it, an individual retirement account gives you a choice of number one, how you how much you put in, put in the most, how you invest it. Well, it's always been tough, but over the long run, you should come out ahead with a highly orient, portfolio highly oriented to stocks. And then you don't have to take it all out, but at age 73, if you're young now, you will have to start taking it out, maybe age 75. But isn't the question in the back of this guy's mind, what's going to do better? Right? I mean, well, you want both. You want both. Absolutely. So split uh, having money, a pension. 50, 50? No, no, no. You get your your union You're going to get your dues, pension. Uh, your, you know, your you have deductions for your pension. Yep. You're going to get your but that mean, it doesn't mean that you couldn't participate in a 401k plan as well. I have a pension well. with the Carpenters Union. They told me that's better than a 401k. Is that true? 401k you draw on the money until it's all gone, but the pension lasts forever. But well, the company's the nice funding your pension, so you, right? You don't contribute to No, the union in this case. Yeah. And the point is yes, you are contributing. You're part, that's part of your dues, dues. and so well, forth. Yeah. And the company is probably that employs you may be contributing as well. The, the good news about a pension is you can't outlive it. The bad news about a pension is it's a fixed check that's determined when you retire and that's it. And so inflation can eat away at it. But it's a wonderful base thing to have. Have both. And probably you have Social Security as well. And what's great about that is it's indexed for inflation. So you want to wait till 70 to start taking it just to stir the pot here. And in addition, you'd like to have an IRA that you contribute to every year. Again, I've said it before. I never heard anyone complain about being retired and having too much money. I have a minute and a half left. Let's try and get in two calls. Pat, you're on the air. What can we do for you? Uh, yes, I returned a 72 in October. I have not taken my first distribution. I know I need to, and I will have be taking my first as well as my second distribution this year. Um, I do not need the money at, uh, right now, so where do you suggest? Should I put it in an I-bond? Am I able to even? Um, sure, you can buy I-bonds, but I suggest you put it in treasury bills at terrysavage.com under those financial links, how to buy a treasury bill. Yes, you're going to have to take two. Take one early. That'll be based on last year's year-end valuation, 2021 year-end valuation that right. you should have taken during 2022. And the next one that you'll have to take will be based on the valuation of your account as of this year-end. If you had taken the money out last year, you would have less than the account to take out this year, but we've passed that point already. So you're going to take two, take it and just put it in savings. And savings today means treasury bills. Good luck. This is Maurice. You're on WGN. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I got a 31-year-old daughter who can't stay on the job long enough to buy a bag of potato chips. So my thing is, is there any type of uh, retirement uh, pension fund or IRA account or something that she can purchase in the private sector so that she can put in there because she keeps bouncing around from job to job and not staying there long enough to reap the benefits of any kind of bona fide retirement plan. I got it. Okay. The the new law is going to try and change that. However, she should go to Fidelity or Vanguard 
and open an individual retirement account. It's very easy to do. You can call them on the phone. They'll help you do it. She doesn't know how to invest. She's younger. Put it in the Standard & Poor 500 Stock Index Fund and tell her to keep putting money in automatically. Set up maybe $100 a month or $200 a month out of her checking account. It'll grow for her tax deferred. And that's how you make your own retirement account. An IRA in an S&P 500 account. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Wow, Terry, a lot of ground covered today. Let's do that next Wednesday as well. Absolutely. Looking forward.